Tim Kelly is the uh, the leader. I should you know I'll, I'll put it that way of Phillies Nation Odyssey Sports. He's a Phillies fan to the core. Writes about it, bleeds Phillies red, wears pinstripe underwear, the whole thing. And Tim uh, joins us. Is nice enough to stay up uh, on his uh, holiday weekend Saturday night. Uh, and share some of how he feels about what's going on with this Paul Club. Mr. Kelly, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Ricky. How are you? Uh, not very good, because I, there's, if there's one thing in the world of sports I hate, it's the Eagles losing to the Cowboys, Eagles losing to the Giants, whom I mutually despise, but in baseball, losing to the New York Mets, to me, is just the most painful thing to watch because I just it, it just drives me batty to watch Met fans celebrating all over the, the letter P of the Philadelphia Philly uniform. Yeah, you're at a position here where it's almost Memorial Day, and you might be out of division in the NL East. Now, I didn't enter this season thinking the Phillies were going to win the NL East, but to not even be within striking distance, you're closer now to the Nationals at the bottom of the division than you are to the Mets at the top of the division. And you're four games out of the third wild card spot. And while you can make up four games, that's a lot to be out of the third wild card spot this early in the season. So uh, they're, they're in a pretty bad situation. There's no doubt about it. All right, Tim, let, let's, let's go down the list of things that concern you about this team. And you give me the level of concern in your take. Let's start with the manager, Joe Girardi. Is, uh, how much of this is his fault? I thought the the decision on Friday night to to have uh, Falter come up instead of of going full bore with his best three of his best pitchers this weekend in this particular series I thought was a huge mistake especially with the Mets coming off of two losses on the West Coast you're getting them maybe at the right time to get them into a swoon but it's almost as if you you rejuvenated them by, by putting you know Bailey Falter on the mound against them on Friday night well, I guess the the thinking in that is that at some point you needed to kind of break this up and give each guy an extra day. And in, on one hand, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. On the other hand, uh, were they going to do it in the Giants series? I mean, the, the Phillies at this point might be competing with the Giants for a playoff spot more than they are with the Mets. So, uh, I, yeah, they probably should have done it before either one of these series, although you weren't going to do it in Atlanta either. Uh, there's never really an ideal time to do that. Obviously, Friday night was not it, but I don't think Monday or Tuesday necessarily would have been either. Well, they've got off days coming up, Tim. They've got Thursday off and the following Monday off. You know, after the Giants series, they've got a day off. And then after the Angels series, they've got a day off before they go on another one of those big runs, especially with the five games uh, coming up in Washington. But, you know, I just thought that this week was so crucial. It's the quarter poll It's the measuring stick, as you know. Memorial Day weekend is, you know, when people start to really assess what you have and don't have. Uh, How much of this falls, in in your opinion, falls on Girardi in all aspects of the game, not just the rotation? I think it definitely falls on him in some cases. Look, the the Phillies are over the luxury tax threshold for the first time in the history of the franchise, and they're five games below five hundred. They have had a lot of games where they've looked lifeless. They had some nice games on the West Coast, but outside of that, uh, you, you really have not seen what you expected. You have a bunch of underperforming veterans, Kyle Schwarber, J.P. Realmuto, uh, Reese Hoskins. Cassianos has started to come back around again, but he's been uh, struggling for a lot of May. So, I mean, to a degree, that goes on the execution of those guys. 
And there's a whole host of other problems that existed before Joe Girardi and will exist after him. But, yeah, I don't know that he's made it better, certainly. I mean, the Phillies are not in a good position right now. This should not be a 21-26 and team. And I, I think the feeling that you have and that a lot of people have that at times this has been a lifeless team, that's fair, and that reflects poorly on the manager. Center field. Uh, Moniak is, I guess, working his way back. But is really Moniak that much better than what you've got out there right now? I don't know. Uh, you, you need to find out. And Moniak had another big night uh, at, uh, for Reading tonight. And I know uh, Joe Girardi said before the game today that he doesn't necessarily need to go to AAA before coming to the majors. It's just a matter of when he's ready so we'll see what happens with Mickey Moniak. Obviously, you've seen it with Bryson Stott. Some guys are hot in spring training, and it doesn't carry over. But you're in a bad situation. Uh, Roman Quinn is belongs on a major league roster but should not be starting games. And then Odubel Herrera, uh, I mean, he can get hot to the point where he carries your lineup, but then he also has stretches where he looks like a double-A hitter. Uh, has had some really notable blunders in the outfield this season. So you're not in a good situation in center field. This has been a problem for years now, really since Herrera's arrest a few years ago. Center field has been a revolving door. Matt Veerling didn't work out. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to have to give Moniak a chance to sink or swim. I wouldn't think that he necessarily becomes an all-star center fielder, but the, the bar is not high right now for him to clear. You know, Reese Hoskins, and they brought this up during the Fox broadcast tonight. Uh, Reese Hoskins, he, first of all, he, he never hits well against the Mets. His numbers against the Mets are, 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 are very, very poor. But have we, have we already seen the best baby of Reese Hoskins when he first came up, Tim? I mean, it, it seems like even in a situation, I get it, he, you can't use him as a DH, but his defense at first base really, you know, it's, it's kind of hidden or covered up by maybe by the rest of the defense being as porous uh, as it is. But he's just not the threat that we thought he was going to be. Well, no, I mean, he's never going to hit home runs at that clip he hit in August of 2017. I do think he's someone you're going to look up at the end of the season and he'll have 30-plus home runs. He's a good major league player. The problem that you have is you have so many of these guys on this team, Hoskins, Odubel Herrera, Kyle Schwarber, that are so hot and cold. And you don't have a lot of stabilizing forces in the lineup necessarily beyond Bryce Harper. So you're in a situation where you've seen Kyle Schwarber outside of hitting home runs has not gotten going really at all this season. Cassianos has struggled in May. Reese Hoskins, like we've said, has struggled. JT Realmuto has had a disastrous month. Odubel Herrera, his entire career has been hot and cold. So I think more what you're seeing is that you have a roster where too many of these guys are hot and cold and you don't have uh, enough guys that are steady, I would say. They cannot, Tim, in my opinion. They cannot afford to get swept uh, on Sunday night and they go double digits. There's something about being double digits down in the loss column. The, the You know, I, I get it. The difference is only two, but... It's really miles apart. Eight is bad enough if they come away with a win on Sunday night. But to be 10 games in the loss com- a column behind the Mets and you haven't even reached, you know, the actual Memorial Day holiday on uh, uh, on Monday would just be disastrous. No, no question about it. I mean, I, like you said, I don't know being eight really makes that much of a difference either. Right now, you don't look like a legitimate threat to win the National League East. Uh, and part of that's because the Mets look like a legitimate World Series contender. But 
the, the Phillies look more like a team that would win 78 or 79 games than get hot and win the division. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to be in that position. Luckily, you have Zach Wheeler on the mound who's been unconscious this month. But, I mean, beyond Zach Wheeler, even if you win that game, I, I don't know how much it changes. You can't keep losing two of three and salvaging Sunday or, or whatever the case may be. The Phillies were hot a few weeks ago, and since then – they're three and seven in the last ten. The record over the last fifteen is not good. So uh, they will have sometimes these stretches. In 2020, they had the nine out of ten games that Bryce Harper said they needed to win. Last year, they had the eight-game winning streak. This year, they were very good in that West Coast trip, and then they immediately followed up by pretty much undoing all the good that they've done. Okay, let me let me throw the uh, the million-dollar question at you. Give me some solutions. What do you think? Well, I mean, there's only so many solutions you can make in season, and I know the solution you can make is trying a change at manager. I don't know that that's the solution for this team, but I don't know that you're necessarily going to hurt the team by potentially doing that either. So if the Phillies go another few days here where, let's say, they lose the next three or four and they're 12 games out of the Mets on June 1st, then maybe you start to have that discussion. I think it would have to get really bad for them to make a change in season but it is getting pretty bad and i don't think on a, in a year where you uh are over the luxury tax threshold for the first time that you want to just punt on the season in, in mid-june so uh that's a potential change in terms of the roster i don't know how much you can change during this season uh you, you have to hope that some of these guys that are veterans and have track records get going and get hotter you've changed pitching coaches you've changed hitting coaches all this comes back to the fact that you need to develop your talent much better and not necessarily have a team of mercenaries. But that's a process that takes four or five years, and that's if you do it right. And Dave Dombrowski began that process, and you might see the fruit of that labor in two or so years. But in the meantime, you have a roster at the major league level built to win now that looks like it, at the very least, should be a lot better than it is today. I'm talking to Tim Kelly, Phillies Nation, Odyssey Sports. Follows his team soup to nuts each and every day in good times and in bad. Uh, if the if the situation gets to the point where you need to shake things up a little bit, it's you know it's either the manager or maybe one of your guys gets traded. Who in this particular case, Tim, you're not going to move Harper. You've got uh, you know you've got two guys that are on free agent contracts that right now appeal to no one in Schwarber and, and Castellanos, uh, who would be the logical guy? You know, if, if, if there were a move to be made with a player, would it end up maybe being Hoskins? Yeah, probably. I, I think it would end up being him. And I don't know that they would, wouldn't do that, but that feels more like something you do in the offseason with the plan also being that Alec Bohm then shifts from third to first base. I don't know that's something you do in season. Now, if they get in a situation where – Maybe they're deciding it's not going to happen this year, but we want to contend next year. You can take a step back and trade Gene Segura or Zach Eflin or some of these guys that are on expiring contracts. I don't know how much that necessarily changes for you, or it certainly isn't going to make you a better team this year, but maybe it allows you to get some younger talent, uh, open up some financial uh, space to potentially go after free agents this offseason that maybe you think, will help change whatever culture isn't currently working. I don't know. But 
Uh, I mean, there's so many questions with this team without a lot of clear answers because when you have these names on the team, it looks like it should be a good team. Why the Mets, Tim? Why the difficulty against the, uh, their rivals, which whom of whom they've played very, very tough the past few years? But why this season? Why have the Mets been such a thorn in their side? Something feels different about the Mets this they, year. Yeah, and exactly. I, in the past, I, I've been hesitant to ever bet on the Mets in the same way as the New York Jets or the Cleveland Browns or whatever. But it, it feels different this year. The Mets do feel like a legitimate World Series contender, so there is that half. And then there's also the half that you haven't played that great against anyone outside of that West Coast trip. So I don't know how much different it is against the Mets, but the Mets are a very deep team that it feels like continue coming at you no matter who you get out. And you have guys like Pete Alonso, Dom Smith, that have killed the Phillies throughout the course of their career. Pete Alonso's killing everyone right now, most notably the Phillies. Uh, so th- there's a, a slew of reasons, but the fact that you're not making hay while Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer and Tyler McGill are out doesn't leave you with a great feeling for what you're going to be able to do when those guys come back. Uh, you know, who knows with DeGrom, the other two are definitely coming back. Gabe Kapler is coming back, back to Philadelphia on Monday with his San Francisco Giants. He has taken a stand uh, to make his feelings known about uh, the, the state of affairs in the United States. Uh, number one, will Kapler's stance be welcomed? If he doesn't come out of the clubhouse uh, for the national anthem on Memorial Day in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Tim, uh, he could really be throwing himself some pressure from, uh, you know, from the national media coming up on Monday. Well, I mean, he didn't. It's not his fault there was a mass shooting a week before Memorial Day. So, I mean, this is a logical response to that. I agree with what Gabe Kapler said in his post. And people say they like peaceful protests. They didn't like when Colin Kaepernick kneeled. Now they don't like when Gabe Kapler goes in the dugout and doesn't come out at all for it. So, I mean, people are allowed to protest when they think change needs to be made. And, uh, I mean, (laughs) you look at what happened in the United States Senate – which is split 50-50 right now with the vice president being the tying vote, they went on vacation for 10 days. So uh, I I don't blame Gabe Kapler for being exasperated, and I don't think it's his job to come up with a plan for how to fix it, but I think he's right to be exasperated and say this country isn't living up to what it's supposed to be right now. It'll be interesting. We'll see uh, what happens on, uh, on Monday afternoon. And it's I look, in my way of looking at it, Tim, I get it. It's only the weekend of, uh, of Memorial Day. We're kicking off. It's a quarter pole of the baseball season. But if there ever was a must-win at this time of year, it's this one on Sunday night, in my opinion. You agree? Yeah, I agree. I, I just think even if they do win that, I don't know how much it really changes. Like, if you win that and then you go on a stretch where you win 8 out of 10 and then you stabilize after that as opposed to then losing 8 out of 10, then it means something. If not... You're just kind of doing what you've done for the last four seasons where it feels like it's been a continuous season of you have moments and the roster looks like it should be good, but you end up around 500 in the end. Did I miss or do I need to go back? Did you ever put together the the greatest nine of the Phils? I did, yes. Okay, so it's there. Where, where can it, it, Would you like to discuss that here now quickly or do, would you like to save that for another appearance? I think we can do that a different time, but I, I would definitely like to do it. I don't have the list in front of me right now, but it, okay. it's on Odyssey. 
on WIP, and yeah, I would love to talk about that. All right, we, we'll, we, we'll have you back on soon, and we'll go through it. Tim did a wonderful series of the nine greatest players, I guess, of every franchise in Major League Baseball. You you know, you, you had uh, all the senior baseball writers around the country, pit, you know, pitching in their opinion about whom you left out and uh, who should have been higher, who should have been lower. Great, uh, you know, points of discussion and debate. Uh, and and uh, a job well done. Tell everybody where they can read what you're writing, Tim. They can read it on odyssey.com and, of course, philliesnation.com. We have a, a ton of great stuff. If you love the Phillies, there's no better place to go. You know, the one thing that bothers me the most, Tim, if when when you get Phillies fans calling the show tonight and they are angry, that's fine. They've got a reason to be You know what worries me is apathy. When you yeah. start when you start getting calls like you know we had Cashmere a few minutes ago who's a big Phillies fan, and you can tell in his voice that he's starting to lose interest that it's apathy that's even worse than angry fans Tim. I agree completely. Uh, today or it's past midnight happens to be the 12 year anniversary of Roy Halladay's perfect game, and at that time. The Phillies were the hottest ticket in town, sold out every game. didn't matter if it was a weekday day game. Everyone wanted to be at the Phillies. And now there's kids that are approaching middle school age that this is all they've known of the Phillies. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you don't win for 10 or 11 seasons. People are going to get apathetic, especially since these last four seasons have felt like a one continuous season. You take a few months off in the offseason, you bring in some new free agents, you end up 81 and 81. Something has to change. Obviously, the Phillies know that. That's why they've made a ton of organizational changes over the last few years. But to this point, it hasn't given them the results that they wanted. We'll see what happens starting on Sunday night. Tim Kelly, philliesnationodyssey.com. As usual, Tim, great stuff, and we thank you for a couple of minutes. All right, thanks, Turkey. You got it. That's Tim Kelly.